Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes that are influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. This week, I want to talk about agricultural trade. Uh, South Africa is a net exporter of agriculture and food products, but there are some products, of course, that we are importing. If you look at our import bill, you'll see that top of that list is usually wheat, rice, palm oil, a bit of poultry, and whiskies. Those are the products that as a country we typically import. And on rice, of course, we consume about a million tons a year, and we import all of that. On wheat, we consume around about 3.4 million tons um, a year, and we import about half of that. Um, and of course, on uh, poultry products, we import roughly 20% or so of our annual consumption. The numbers differ year by year, but roughly it's in that region. But if you were to look at our agricultural trade on where we're sitting, we are net exporters. And in fact, last year, which is 2021, South Africa saw agricultural exports uh, reaching a record level, which, uh, the, which is about $12.4 billion dollars. That's the the amount that uh, we we received on export earnings on agriculture. And it was not just the story of values. Even on volumes terms, we saw record volumes in a number of crops. Uh, If you just think about staple, maize, uh, we saw uh, exports reaching the highest levels we last saw in 1994 in citrus and the other crops, uh, record exports. So it was a good year. And there's a couple of things that were behind that, but at the core, it was a good agricultural activity domestically. We had received good rains, which boosted yields um, in horticulture, which is fruits and vegetables, and in field crops. We There was also good activity in livestock, in wool exports, a bit of beef. In fact, beef exports reached a record level in 2021. Uh, if you look at them in volumes perspective, it was just under 60,000 tons. South Africa has for a long time uh, not performed well when it comes to exports of beef. But over the past six, seven years or so, we've seen a tremendous improvement. Um, and last year was one of the best years on to that. So generally, it was a good year on our exports. And the other factor that was important was, of course, the demand in the world market. There was a demand for our products and our products as a country are nicely spread across all key markets. You find, for example, uh, roughly 40% of South Africa's exports are within the African continent. And if you were to dissect that number of the African continent, you will find that about 80% or so is within the SADC. Um, and then there will be bits that go far in the Far East area, the likes of Kenya and so, and Nigeria and the other countries. But SADC is a core of that. Uh, EU is also an important market. Around about 20 to 25% of our exports usually go to that market. And we continuously see similar value within the Asian markets. And then the rest will be spread in the Middle East, Americas or so. Middle East is an exciting market, which I think as a country will really have to work hard on uh, opening up more uh, opportunities for exports in that market, particularly Saudi Arabia, growing economy, uh, population, uh, also uh, quite a number of mouths to feed um, in that in that country, and a number of other countries within the Middle East that are showing a bit of promise on economic activity, Qatar and the others. Those are all markets, I think, in South Africa, we should be expanding our presence on. And in Asia, of course, China is one of those markets uh, which import a lot of 
agricultural products and we're still playing a minimal role in South Africa. And going forward, it's one of those markets that we need to see how we expand our presence. India is also another exciting market which we should expand our presence. Bangladesh, Japan, all of these are some of the markets I think as a country uh, we should be looking at expanding our activities on. But for this year, we expect South Africa's agricultural um, exports to decline from the $2.4 billion that we saw in 2021. And there's a number of factors that makes one a bit more, uh, I wouldn't say slightly pessimistic, but I would say more cautious for this year. Uh, the first one is the fact that we're not seeing record crops harvest as we saw last year for a number of, of of all of these crops that we produce as a country for example in maize maize is down 10 percent compared to last year um, we see also somewhat a slight decline in some of the harvest from some fruits um, and there's also a challenge of animal diseases that in south africa which means then now that exports um, into certain countries could be limited because of those diseases if you take for example in the case of wool We've seen in South Africa an outbreak of is called foot and mouth disease, which has meant that markets like um, uh, China have actually decided that they will put a temporary ban on South Africa's wool um, imports. So we are unable to access the Chinese market. And Chinese market is very important because it takes about 70% of South Africa's wool exports. And wool is also an important part because it makes up about uh, somewhere just uh, around about uh, 5% or so on average long term on South Africa's agricultural exports. So it is an important uh, product. But of course, there's a lot to be said there because South Africa and China have some protocol agreement to say when there is a foot and mouth disease, uh, wool, of course, is not consumed. It is something that is used. Uh, so whenever there's animal diseases, uh, one doesn't get a sense that there could be a transfer of that through wool and it goes through certain processes to clean it up. And it's part of those protocols that was agreed upon between South Africa and China so that trade could continue to happen even if there is the foot and mouth disease um, that outbreak in some parts of the country in the livestock industry, particularly cattle. But the Chinese haven't really followed through so far on that uh, protocol agreement. And I understand that between our uh, authorities and the Chinese, there are discussions underway to say, how do we resume the, the wool exports? But we haven't been able to export wool since the end of um, April. So it's been quite a while and we, we, we think that for the third quarter of this year, we'll actually see a decline in the value of the wool exports and that will negatively impact the annual wool exports. For the fourth quarter, it will depend on the outcome of these discussions that are currently underway. We see a similar story in, in, in beef, for example. I mentioned earlier on that last year, uh, South Africa's beef exports reached a record level of just under 60,000 um, tons. But since the outbreak of a foot and mouth disease, um, South Africa's beef exports have been suspended in a number of markets. Uh, so this is a challenge that we are facing as a country. And of course, the food and mouth doesn't really endanger people and beef consumption. And it's not really widespread in every farm in South Africa, but it's in certain areas. But the regulations are when this outbreak happens, um, a country tend to be 
out of the um, uh, um, uh, international trade of that product for quite some time until it is cleared um, by the regulators at the international level, uh, IOE, on, on that. So that's some of the challenges that we are facing onto that. But of course, as a country, we are now having discussions about how do we control the spread of a foot and mouth disease. And many people that are listening to this podcast may be aware that the South African government in the in last week uh, pretty much put out a statement where they were saying they will limit the movement of cattle across the country as we try to grapple to control this disease. So the animal disease is one of the important things that will weigh um, on our trade. But we also see some protectionism in certain markets that are important. If you think about the EU, I made mention that the EU is an important market to South Africa, uh, taking on average about 25% or between 20 to 25% of our exports goes to the EU region. So it's very important. Um, it's of similar size to an extent with Asia, uh, and it is the third largest and in some years, second largest market um, outside the African uh, continent. Now, the EU has been starting to put some restrictions in their markets. We already see this with Citrus, where they changed the regulation, the phyto um, uh, safety regulations of the imports into the EU and started to raise uh, certain technicalities of saying uh, the product has to be frozen at XY temperature or it cannot be able to enter the EU. All of those scientific regulations that they put in place. And they've rendered um, and they said the reason they do that is to protect the EU against any plant disease diseases like uh, cold moth disease that they talk about in this um, in, in, in this citrus. And of course, there's a lot of information or people can go and read about what's the story between South Africa and citrus and the EU. But the point is, there was a change in the regulation and the EU saying that they want to protect their market against some certain potential diseases that might be transferred through the, the trade. And that particular or, or, or disease that they're talking about, they're talking about false codling moth. Um, that that's the technical term of what they are talking about onto this and say it is a quarantine organism within the EU then for it not to be carried by the products uh, or not to be transferred by the product there need to be certain regulations of treatment but the thing is South Africa already has those regulations to control that and the EU kept pushing um, for, 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 for further control on that and giving um, the, the, the likes of South Africa, Zimbabwe, and the Swatini run around on entering that market. And I think anyone who's been reading the South African media uh, to the point that I was just making now, you probably saw Citrus EU South Africa and the fact that there were ships that uh, spent a lot of time unable to access the EU. Uh, but some of them uh, have been cleared now and they've entered the EU market. But when we think about long term, these regulations that the EU is putting in place will continue to weigh on South Africa. And some of us then fear that we're seeing this on citrus. Who knows at what other crops are on the line for somewhat similar or different regulatory stuff on what the guys in international trade call the non-tariff barriers. So we're likely to see all of these non-tariff barriers in some of the important markets like the EU. So this is a third point that we think could weigh on South Africa's um, agricultural exports this year. So you have uh, the animal disease, you have uh, these regulations that are uh, stringent regulations or protectionism that is coming from other markets like the EU. And then you also have a lower uh, volumes in our crops um, this year. And we think all of that would mean that South Africa might not be able to see uh, good exporters in 2021 where exports reached 124 
uh, billion dollars. Now, away from these challenges and putting them on the side, we had worried those of us that are in South Africa that um, in the second half of this year, of this year, which is quarter two, we could actually see uh, in the second quarter, not second half, second quarter of this year, we could actually see exports slowing because one of the key things was um, the floods in Durban um, somewhere around about April. And the worry was that they have uh, destroyed infrastructure and that could weigh on exports. That's the worry that we are all having. And in fact, a couple of, of colleagues that are in the exports and the import business had a bit of a tough time in those months on low, offloading and some loading the products. But when we look at the data that we have so far for much of the first uh, half of this year, in fact, we have data for the first um, uh, five months. Uh, it shows that South Africa's agricultural exports are at $5 billion. Uh, so in fact, $5.1 billion. That's the exact number. This is up 2% um, if you compare it with the first five months of, of, of 2021. Um, the key markets uh, over this period is the EU, is the UK, Japan, United Arab Emirates and several African countries. And if you look at the products we've been able to export for much of the first half of this year was citrus, maize, apples, pears, wine, dates, figs, nuts, fruit juices and wool. But then the story of citrus and the, and the wool is the one that I explained these new uh, restrictions which would pretty much weigh on the exports of those products um, in the second half of the year or in fact within the third quarter of the year that's where we'll probably see um, the, 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 those um, exports somewhat declining but the point to make then given that there were these floods we we're worried that they would negatively impact the trade activity this somewhat speaks to some of the good work that the likes of Transnet and other logistical role players uh, did. I mean, they were working tirelessly on making sure that they are restoring um, all of the damaged infrastructure so that exports and the imports could continue. And there was a lot of frustration to everyone that was involved directly in those um, activities. But I think these exports activity that I'm talking about to say for the first five months of this year, they are up by 2% agricultural exports by the way that 5.1 billion dollars then it means that the guys managed to push through and actually export and thanks to the transnet and the other logistical companies that actually were able to assist uh, so that we're able to see these exports going out so of course now we will then be looking out to say what will the numbers look like for the first six months we just short of one month data and then we'll have a clear view of that what that looks like but for the year all of these other difficulties that i had mentioned they will probably show in the third and the fourth quarter data but i think more on the third quarter data that's where we will see the story of the eu and the wool weighing on of course one is assuming now that at least the wool one will be resolved by the time we go to the fourth quarter of this year so that's how we see agricultural trade um uh, this year but i think the point that i made at the start to say south africa is a net exporter of agricultural products it's not going to change we'll remain net exporters but i think that's the export value and volumes will just come off a bit from what we saw 
uh, last year. Uh, because while I mentioned the point about lower volumes, if one can go back and listen to some of the previous segments of this podcast, I had made the point that the volumes are lower compared to last year. But if you compare them with the long term average, these are still good harvests that we are having. And in fact, to the likes of Citrus and the others, they still see record uh, 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 yields and harvest. But of course, the demand is one that matters. And perhaps while I'm on the Citrus, the other thing I could add is that in our citrus exports as a country, about 8% or so used to be exported to Russia. And now with everything happening in the Black Sea, it does mean that now we're not going to see our exports going into that region. The other agricultural products that we exported to the Black Sea were apples. I think about 12% of our apples and pears used to go to that region. But of course, this is not an apple period. The apple period is at the start of the year where we see the exports. So that 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 we expect, we expect to weigh a lot in the coming year. But of course, it will also depend about how the war and the sanction and everything else develop. But that's the point I will come back to uh, in the next segments where I will actually discuss agricultural trade um, in South Africa or even in the continent um, in the context of all of these geopolitics politics and the stuff that is happening in the Middle East. The core message of this week is that our exports as a country, agricultural exports, will slow from last year for the very factors that I've explained um, in this segment. Let me stop there for this week. My name is Wandi Lesihlobo. I'm an agricultural economist uh, based uh, in Pretoria. You can read more of what I write in my blog, which is wandilesihlobo.com or to the organization that I work for on its, uh, on its web page, which is agbiz.co.za. That's the Agricultural Business Chamber. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll come back with another segment next week. Thank you for listening.